0: Hey folks, Matthew Bivens here and because you're listening to this show, I know that you want to have the most extraordinary life possible. I'm talking about a life with purpose, where you do meaningful work, have fulfilling relationships and feel healthy and thriving. But many times, having all of that doesn't seem possible. You have the happy career, but you are lacking in health. You have meaningful relationships, but you feel lost and without purpose. Well, now there's a way for you to see exactly how you stack up in the most important areas of your life so that you can accelerate your self-growth and truly live the life of your dreams. Using my free tool, The Abundance Benchmark, you will gain deep and valuable insight into six essential areas of life. It's absolutely free and you can get yours right now at www.matthewbivens.com. I know this stuff is super important to you, so don't put off your personal development any longer. Grab the free Abundance Benchmark and get to having it all. Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. Today's episode is a reaction or, uh, or a response to a documentary that I recently watched called I Am Not Your Guru, which is on Netflix and uh, it documents a Tony Robbins event, a six day event um, where, you know, he gets a, a bunch of people in a room and he, uh, he 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 creates breakthroughs with them, basically. And so um, I, I watched this documentary with my wife, Sarah, last week, and it was powerful. It was powerful. Um, if you know anything about Tony Robbins, then, you know, this dude is just he's the realness. You know, He's the isness. He is raw. He is not afraid to call people out on their bullshit. You know, he uses language like bullshit to bring people back into the present and to snap them out of their, their, uh, their mental thought patterns. And it's just, you know, he brings it, man. He brings it. Um, but what I loved most about this particular documentary was the consistent pattern that I saw when I was watching it with the people who experienced the breakthroughs on the documentary. And the pattern was that they all got into some sort of action, they got into action. So this episode is really about what I have experienced in my life lo- regarding what it takes to have a breakthrough. So what it takes to get unstuck and to start experiencing things in a dramatically different way, to start seeing the world and seeing yourself in a different way, to start relating to circumstances and challenges and opportunities in a different way. And it's all about taking action. It's all about taking action, about getting into movement, about getting out of your own head and getting into your heart and doing something that you know to be the best move for you, but it completely scares you shitless. So I have a couple of examples I want to share in this episode about people getting into Action getting into movement, and uh, two of them come from the documentary. So um, again, it's called "I Am Not Your Guru." It's a it's it's on Netflix. You can go watch it right now on Netflix. Um, it's with Tony Robbins, and just go check it out. You can watch it. You can pause the episode if you're at home and you want to watch it now, or check it out afterwards. And you know, if you're into the type of stuff that I talk about on the show, then you're absolutely gonna dig the the documentary. So. Um, I want to get into these examples because they are powerful examples of people who are getting into action. So the first one, um, and, and actually before I jump into the first one, one of the things that Tony Robbins talks about in his documentary, he says, in his, his six-day workshop, people are going to experience breakthroughs. And the way that it happens is that they are going to look for the weeds in their life, you know, the things that are that are growing, that they don't want there, that are unhealthy for them spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all that stuff. They're going to look for the weeds and they're going to rip them out. That's what his, his experience, his you know, six-day workshop is about, identifying the weeds and ripping them out. So keep that in mind. Now, in this first example, um, a, a woman you know, a woman is talking about the relationship with her father. And, you know, Tony asked her to to describe her dad and she just says, my dad is the greatest man ever. He's incredibly kind. He's incredibly loving. And basically, she's describing a man who has set the bar so high, the bar of expectation for how men should should treat her, for how men should love her, set the bar so ridiculously high that there was that no man could even come close to it. And Tony points that out. He's like, you know, that motherfucker is what he says. And he sets the bar so high that no man can even touch it. So they then move into talking about her first husband, who is now her ex-husband, and how, again, the bar was set so high that he didn't have a chance. You know, he he had no chance. And so when, you know, because of the love she was receiving from her father, it was unconditional. It, she could, She knew it was there no matter what. She didn't have to do anything to receive that love. Therefore, she was able to withdraw love from other people, from other places, and not be afraid that her main source of love from her father would be removed. Right. So she says this when she's talking to Tony, she says that, you know, she withdrew love from her first husband and that caused a lot of strife in the marriage and was one of the factors that ultimately led to them breaking up. So, you know, she she withdrew love from him. Families have a lot going on. You know, a boyfriend that she has right now who's great and he's kind of the opposite of her husband, where her husband, her ex-husband wouldn't share, wouldn't talk about his feelings, would keep things in. Her boyfriend is now sharing all the time and he won't stop talking. And, you know, that's what she she says. She's like, you know, he talks about everything. He just doesn't stop talking. And then, you know, the whole audience starts to laugh. And you can see Tony is like seeing right through it. Right. Right. And, you know, she says, oh, I'm so happy he's not here. And Tony says, oh, I wish he was here because if he was here, we would set him free. And you would see, you see like her face start to shift, set him free. And he's like, and Tony says, you know what? In fact, maybe that's the first thing we should do. Get out your phone. And right there, the whole audience is like, holy crap. And you see her face just like this, this terror look come over her face because Basically, what's happening is that she's admitting that the man that she's with right now, her boyfriend, is not a great fit for her. You know, she's admitting that he really stands no chance in the long run and that this is just a a stepping stone, a temporary thing until, you know, she finds another man or whatever. But uh, basically, there's no long term future for them. So Tony identifies that and challenges her to take action. And the action in this case is to call him up on the phone right there in front of 2,500 people and end the relationship. And so you can imagine how shocked she looked and how fearful. and, and And I think she even says, no, no. And he's like, that's what you do. You found that weed. Now take action and rip it out. And, you know, he's, he talks about doing the, the right thing, quote unquote, right thing. I say that because, you know, I, I don't typically talk about right and wrong on this show. But in this case, the right thing is what he means is the most appropriate thing for her and where she's at and, and the most honest thing. And doing that thing before you give your brain a chance to, to, to wrap itself around it, because the brain, the ego will justify all these reasons why you shouldn't take action. All these reasons why it's smarter to not get into movement. All these reasons why you need to stay in your brain, stay with the logic, stay with the smarts, stay with the the reasonings as opposed to moving into your heart. So then Tony asks her, you know, is this the right man for you? And she pauses. And she pauses. And she pauses. And right there, you know, as a watcher, like as a viewer, I'm watching this like, oh my gosh, you know, my, my guts are in a knot because I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, could I imagine having to break up with a significant other? Not having to. You know, let me, let me back up. Because he didn't force her. She, she, she didn't have to do anything. But she came to this workshop. She came to his workshop to experience a breakthrough. And it was very clear that at the other end of this action was a breakthrough. And so that's what she was faced with. She was confronted with the the option, the opportunity to experience a breakthrough by doing the thing that she feared most. And in this case, the thing she feared most was breaking up with her boyfriend. So she did. She pulls out her phone, she dials it up, and she puts it on speakerphone right next to the mic. So you get to hear this conversation that she has with her boyfriend, as she's letting him know, listen, you know, this isn't this isn't the best for either of us, and I'm not being authentic, and um, I'm not helping you grow by keeping you in this relationship, and all these different things that she goes through, and it's so interesting, you know, they're having this back and forth conversation because he's trying to rationalize, no, I don't want this to happen, and she's trying to keep her courage and to remain courageous, and she even says on the phone, she says. I'm trying to be honest while I have the courage. Then she gets hung up on. And the whole audience erupts and yada, yada, yada. And when you go watch the documentary, you'll see this scene. So, you know, it's a 10-minute scene. But what I loved about it was that they got to the weed, right? They got to the heart of what was really going on with her. And once they identified it, she had a choice to make. She could choose to step into that fear or she could choose to run away from it. And you know what? She was there to experience a breakthrough. She was clear on that. She was clear that on the other side of this experience was something more powerful for her and for him. And so she, you know, she jumps into that fear and she does it. And uh, I will say at the very, very end of the whole documentary, um, they have like a, a follow up where they have a few sentences on each of the main people who experience breakthroughs. And in this woman's case, she actually ends up going back and getting back with her boyfriend. So uh, obviously there was something she still wanted to experience and something she still wanted to learn from all of that. However, the, uh, it doesn't lessen the, 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 the impact of the fear that she was experiencing in that moment. And it doesn't lessen what she did, stepping into this fear boldly and with courage and with her heart. So that's the first example I want to share. Now, the second example is also from a documentary. And it's at the very, very beginning of the documentary, um, just maybe 10 minutes into it. And uh, basically, Tony stands up and and asks the whole audience, you know, what's an area in your life uh, where it's time for you to break through? And a young young woman raises her hand and uh, he says, you know, what are you frustrated with? And she says, my diet, frustrated with my diet. And, you know, they get into talking back and forth and she talks about how, she knows that her body and her health deserve better, and that she feels shame when she does certain things and when, when she misses meals or eats too much, and it's this whole cycle going on and on and on. And you again you can see Tony's gears working, and he asks her, So whose love did you crave more when you were growing up? Your mother's or your father's? And you know, it's an interesting question to ask, but in this girl's case, you knew as a viewer, like I'm sitting there watching and thinking to myself, it's not a freaking diet. You didn't come in there to have a breakthrough with your diet. So let's, let's keep digging, you know, let's peel back the layers. And what I, what I loved about it though, is that, I mean, how many of us are unwilling to get down into the, to the, the real, the realness of it, get down deep and figure out that thing that's at the core. And so we just, you know, dick around with the things on the surface, and we say, Oh, yeah, it's my diet, or Oh, yeah, it's my boss is this, or Oh, yeah, I'm just unhappy with that, or, you know, and, and we just play around. And, and, and we, uh, my, my, my coach, De us likes, likes to use the word again very intentionally to snap me into the present, but we're just mentally masturbating, you know, we're just, we're just messing around and saying, Yeah, it's my diet, it's this and that, when we know that there's something at the core. It's just something that we're afraid of of addressing because it makes us feel uncomfortable. So um, back to this example, she, you know, she says it's her father's love that she craved more, and you know, through more conversation, she realizes that she loves him, but she just hates the fact that she loves him so much because of the hurt that he caused her or the hurt that she felt um, in that relationship, and, you know, he he, he didn't necessarily embrace her fully right he rejected her at times and that sort of bred this obsession within her and you know and she didn't get the love that she wanted so she craved it even more and so it, it ends up going into a really cool conversation about um Tony uses the word blame so if you're going to blame him for all the bad then you must blame him for all the good right so if you're going to blame him for all the crap that you've experienced all the damage that you've that you have all of the things that went quote-unquote wrong in your life, again, quote-unquote bad, then you have to blame him for the strong, resilient, courageous person that you are today because going through those experiences made you the person you are today. And that's a huge thing in and of itself, right? I mean, I know that at different points in my life, I blamed people for my current experience. I blamed my mom and dad for not pushing me hard enough when I was in college to identify a major and stick to it so that when I got out of college, I would have a career to easily transition into. I blamed them for that. Now I, I thank them for doing that because it made me the guy I am today. And it, you know, it, it created this curiosity and this fearlessness for me to go and try different things. at the time I blamed them for it, you know, and I've had family members who blamed other family members for things that were going, quote unquote, wrong in their lives and totally missing the fact that because of the experience, because of that relationship that's where they that that helped them forge their resilience. You know, that helped them become bold and brave, that helped them to, uh, to, to strengthen their voice. And so that's what you see in this example, right? You see her realizing that all of the, the strength and power that she has, you know, it 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 was sparked off by this unhealthy, damaging relationship. And so At the end of their conversation, Tony and and the woman, at the end of it, he asks, what are you going to do? What action are you going to take? How are you going to get into action? And she says, I'm going to have a conversation with him. And in a scene, a couple minutes later, you see her calling him. And she had more than one conversations with him. This is a man that, you know, she said that she hated that she loved him. And she said that she didn't have peaceful, loving conversations with him. But after having, you know, Tony just give it to her real and just be like, quit BSing yourself. Get down into the to the minutia. What is it that's really going on? Okay, you identified it. Now go act. Move. And she did. And she did. Because, you know, go back to to the thesis of this episode, really, it's that to get unstuck and to start experiencing things in a dramatically different way, you have to take action. You have to move. And I advise you, based on my own experience, move not from your head, not from your brain, not from your logic, not from your ego, but move from your heart. Move from your intuition. Move from your spirit. You know, because those things know what the most powerful healthy, healing path is for you. But your brain and your ego are going to construct all these reasons why you shouldn't do that. Why? You know what? That's actually not going to lead you towards healing and growth. Sitting and doing nothing or turning the other way or X, Y, Z excuse, that's actually going to lead you. But you know in your heart that's not true. Because it takes so much mental energy for you to come up with those ideas and those excuses, those rationalizations. I know it because I freaking do that. Man, I do that. I am so in my head when it comes to fears. And that leads me to the third example of this episode that is a personal example for me and uh, is something that I have been faced with for the past year. And, um, you know, I'm going to be very transparent here. So my wife and I are not monogamous, and what we mean by that is we encourage one another to experience other people outside of our marriage, physically, sexually, intimately. And so her and I, as to right now, we haven't actually had sex with other people, or have had sex with other couples, but we have had other physical experiences with them. Some of them have been with the two of us together in the same room, others haven't been. And I'll, I'll probably do a whole episode about why we have chosen this uh, this for ourselves. It has to do with healing. It has to do with, with growth. It has to do with personal transformation. It has to do with um, truly expressing ourselves and truly stepping into our greatness and doing it boldly and authentically and not playing small and not not convincing ourselves that what we true what our spirit really wants to experience is quote unquote wrong or taboo or any of that stuff and so you know this has been a journey for us over the past year um and it's been the most incredible journey that um that I embarked on but it's also been the scariest the absolutely fucking most terrifying thing that I have done and it's because I experienced so much fear that I knew I had to get into it. I knew I had to experience this because of how much fear and anxiety came up for me. Because I am extraordinarily clear that for myself, things that I fear are opportunities for breakthroughs. And the bigger the fear, the more massive the breakthrough. And because I've, I've stepped into fear many times in, in uh, the later years of my life, I know what it's like to look at the fear, move into it, and come out the other side. I know what it feels like, and it feels fucking sweet. It feels awesome. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So the example um, that I have is that Sarah and I you know, basically made a date with another couple uh, about a week or two ago, and we had plans to kind of go over there and um, set the intention for what we wanted to experience. And Um, I had a few things that I absolutely wanted to experience because of what I experienced in previous uh, dates and and where I just, I, I was so in my head, so in my head. I couldn't focus on the woman sitting across from me. I was so focused on Sarah and what she was doing and what she was experiencing and all of the, that's not right, that's your wife. She shouldn't be doing that. This is wrong. This is messed up. This is fucked up. What would your parents say? What would your friends say? All of that stuff was flowing through my head. So in the first experience, I just, I wasn't able to be present and my body wasn't responding. You know, I wasn't rising up to the occasion the way that I wanted to. And so in this, this more recent experience, that's what I had in my mind. Okay, be present. And so I remember sitting there, Sarah and myself and the other couple, and we were just, this is before anything went down. We were just talking about what we wanted to experience. You know, very openly, very authentically, transparent, um, knowing that whatever we said, this wasn't exactly what we had to get into. It's just what everybody wanted to experience. And so everybody was just putting it out there. And my heart was pounding. My heart was pounding, partly because I knew in a few minutes we would be getting into the action. And that's the part that scared me the most was the action. But also because there was a part of me that really wanted to experience some big, bold stuff. Like I really wanted to just go for it, go all the way. But I was afraid. And I knew that at, in that moment, my fear was was winning. And I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to be authentic and say exactly what I wanted to experience. So I was battling those two things, right? And I was battling shame by in, in the fact that I didn't want to fully share in a space that was made for transparency and in a space that was completely loving completely loving you know there was nothing perverted about what we were doing for adults talking about what we wanted to experience nothing perverted about it it was just completely loving and open and so it's funny as i'm talking right now my i guess my dog wanted to come and be part of this conversation too but we're in that space and you know we are sharing what we wanted to be just very transparent. And then we decided to get into action. And of course, as you can imagine, my heart is now pounding even more. I'm sweating under my arms. That's an area where when I get really anxious, I start to sweat under my arms. And so that was happening. And I'm just battling with my ego and my fears to remain present. And then the switch flipped. And once we started getting into action, once I started to connect with the other woman it was it was amazing you know physically amazing yes but amazing spiritually for me because I was able to be present and I was feeling what I imagine the two women in the Tony Robbins documentary were feeling when they got into action massive anxiety and massive fear leading up to the point of action Probably terror as, you know, they're dialing because both of these women were were calling people. So as they're dialing the number, just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. And just all of those things in their head. And then it starts to ring and then the person picks up and then you're getting into it. And in that moment of getting into action, you know, I, I, I felt fear and I felt release and I felt love and I felt adrenaline and I felt... My heart pumping and I felt peace and I felt fun and all of these things. And then you move through whatever the action is, you move through it. And at the end, I felt amazing. I felt powerful. I felt like, holy crap, that was the biggest fear that I could, could conjure up in my mind for me right now. And I conquered it. I conquered it. And that's what those women were feeling as well in the documentary. The scariest thing that the girl could have done is to call her boyfriend up and break up with him. To do that in front of 2,500 people on the spot, not having had all the time to figure out what she was going to say and how she was going to say it and all those different things that our brain wants, our ego wants... Because it wants an opportunity to convince us to not do anything. She didn't have that. She just had all these people looking at her, being like, "You said you came here for a breakthrough, so go make it happen." And the other girl who had, who probably wanted opportunities to to think about everything that she wanted to say to her dad and all those conversations she had in the past that were that were unhealthy and disempowering and yelling and cursing and all of that stuff. She probably just wanted a minute to collect her thoughts so that she could pick up the phone and call him and tell him every single thing that she wanted to say, but she didn't have that time because she wasn't going to give herself that time because it's in that time that our ego and our fear and our brain can convince us to do something else, can convince us to not move. And I wanted to sit there on the couch as everyone's explaining their intentions. And I wanted to, to say, you know what, I'm just feeling like doing this today. And maybe let's just do some high fives. Or why don't we play Monopoly instead? Or hey, I heard this new movie is out. Let's, let's all leave this, the apartment and go to the movies and have dinner. And then let's just go to our separate, our separate homes. That's what I wanted to say. But I didn't have the time. Because my spirit brought me to that moment to experience a massive breakthrough. And so I surrendered. And so the two women in the documentary, they surrendered. And they said, you know what? I'm here to have a breakthrough. So let's have this fucking breakthrough. So today's episode is all about taking action. It's about taking action. It's about looking inside deep. You know, where are you saying, it's my diet? That's the biggest area that I want to have a breakthrough in my diet. Where are you doing that? Where are you just hanging out on the surface, just floating on the surface, afraid to go deep? Figure out where it is. Identify where you are terrified to go deep. And then go deep. And once you've gone deep, now it's time to act. Now it's time to move. Now it's time to get out of your head and get into your heart. Because if you want to experience massive breakthrough. You have to act. And if, if Tony Robbins has anything to say about it, you got to go for those weeds. Go deep, find the weeds, and rip them out. In my experience, that is how massive breakthrough happens. And because I am committed to having it all, because I believe that life can be full of abundance and love, I'm committed to going deep, and I'm committed to massive action. And you know what? I was totally inspired by the two women in the documentary. Completely inspired. Because what they were doing was freaking hard. I'm watching them like, oh my gosh, they are calling these people who are, are such significant, who play such significant roles in their lives. You know, the father and the significant other. And there's so much history there's so much intertwined emotionally, mentally, probably physically. You know, they probably had a physical reaction when this was going on and to, to, to act anyway. To do it despite all of the signals your body is telling you to don't do it. That is freaking inspiring. So it's in the moments when I am faced with a choice to act. It's the moments when I'm, in, I'm faced with my anxiety and my fears that I can look to those other people who have acted themselves, the people who've gotten into movement, the people who've gotten into action, and then I can inspire myself. So for you listening, I hope this episode brought a little bit of, uh, of, of adrenaline pump, heart, heart racing for you as well, because you know each of those examples were, were real, man. You can go watch the two on the documentary and, and uh, I'm, I'm living my examples every day. Every day I'm working on facing a new fear, stepping into something uncomfortable. And so I'd love to hear what you have experienced. I'd love to hear some of your examples of when you've acted and gotten into movement. And so I want you to email me. Shoot me an email. My email, I'll give you my personal one. It's mattcbivins at gmail.com. M A T T C, as in cat, bivens, B I V E N S, at gmail.com. And let me know of of an opportunity of, of experience where you were in movement, where you were in action. Or on the flip side of that, if you want some help identifying where your weeds are, I'm happy to do so. And I'm happy to bring on some people who've helped me as well. We can all hop on a, on a call and, and record it as an episode, and we'll air it. So if you want some help identifying your weeds, if, if all you can think of are the things that are, are analogous to the diet, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to have a breakthrough in. But you know there's something deeper, and you just want some help, some help with somebody give you some feedback and help you dig it out, I'm happy to do so. So again, shoot me an email, mattc.bivens at gmail.com, or you can tweet me, at Matt Bivens at M A T T B I V E N S and I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with me on this episode. I was a little anxious, to be honest, to uh, record this episode because I knew that I wanted to be transparent and share an experience that I had, and I knew that you know there's some out there who are listening who who uh, may be questioning or or wondering what the hell are Matthew and his wife up to, and perhaps judging it, and it was that that judgment. Um, that I think I still still might feel a little bit of in myself, that I'm continuing to heal, uh, that I was afraid of. And so this episode is an example in and of itself of me taking action. And um, so I, I appreciate you listening. And if you made it this far, if you made it to the end of the episode, um, just know that I'm very grateful to you for listening to this episode and for listening to the show in general. And uh, we're going to be doing many more bold episodes like this one. And so, again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you, Having It All. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under Shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit matthewbivins.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all.